0: Now, tapping into a God for the People podcast. I'm your podcast pastor. Let the church say amen. Let's go. You are now tuned in to a God for the People podcast, a podcast bringing truth unapologetically for a greater perspective to help a generation. And I am your man, none other than your podcast pastor, Mr. Justin McLean. And we're back again for episode three. Episode three, the title of today's episode is Unlearning Church to Become the Church. Unlearning Church to Become the Church. The reason why this episode is going to be real helpful is because some of us, if not all at some point in time, have said these things about church. You might have said, man, I can't stand church, bro. I, no, church ain't for me. I can't do it. I'm not doing none of that. You might have said, I love Jesus, but that church, nah. I'm with Jesus. I'm down with Jesus, but I can't, I can't do church. It ain't, it ain't for me. You might have said, I'm in my Bible, though. I, I'm reading the scriptures. I'm, I'm learning the ways of the Lord, but I'm not. Church, can't do it. And I'm here to help you, to let you know that that can't be Your pit stop that can't be the place where you reside Because it's not a a la carte kind of faith. You can't trust jesus, but not be involved in his church You can't love god But not love the church those two things cannot coexist It is both and it is I love christ and I have a deep faith with him and I am a part of his church Because of how we define it and most of the times we have we have made a mistake of defining the church as a building, as the light structure, the, the amazing worship that takes place, uh, the different ministries that are available. Some of our favorite preachers and pastors or sermons or faith leaders have been a representation of the church or the deacons that do devotion in that old church of, of yesterday or, or it's the shout music that gets cued real quick. When the service gets high All of these different nuances Have become the definition Rather than the definition being What God and how God defines it And most of the times When we change the definition When we uh, redefine what God has already defined It often makes us grow away from it Rather than growing towards it It's because we define it on our own Terms And we begin to think about it the way we want to think about it But what we have to do is we have to stop understanding it our way And we have to understand it God's way That's what the book tells us Because the, the, the scriptures tells us that God defines his church As those that have been set apart The called out ones Those that have been saved through the, the knowledge of Jesus Christ And him dying on the cross, and that those that are disciples and living for him, that is the church, the people of God trusting in the work of Jesus Christ. It's not a building. We may gather in this building to worship. We may gather in this building to serve. We may use this building in this place, but the building is not the church. The songs is, is not the church. It may be where we, as the church, lift up worship and lift up the, the name of God through song and through dance. But that's that's not the church. The church is the people of God. And it's always been that. It's been that since Acts to now. It's been the people of God coming together to serve, to teach, to preach, to exhort, to evangelize, to repent, to gather to worship, and that we are all living our lives for Christ. But many times, we like to redefine the church because it allows us to push upon the church or to not like certain things or to not like certain people because we can re-change what God has defined. But Jesus tells us, he says, we need to hang the commandments on these two, that you love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, within the body of Christ, the church, your neighbor is that person in this body. Your your neighbor is the one that God tells you to love and to care for just as much as you love yourself. And if you truly love me, then that's a direct fruit of that love for God. So it can't be I love Jesus, but I can't stand the church. It can't be I'm in my scriptures by my lonesome randomly but I'm not with the church. Those two things don't go together. It actually goes against what the scriptures have said, and it goes against what Jesus has come for. Jesus died for his church. Jesus tells the husbands in those marriages that he should be willing to sacrifice and lay down his life as Christ has done for the church. So we can't have one and not the other. We gotta have both and, because that's what God has created For the sanctity and the growth and the development of his people, the church, that we would be coming together to do the work of ministry, to do the work of evangelism, to do the work of community, of restoring people and places and communities and families. That's what the church is. Now, do we engage in all of these things that we associate with church folk? Yeah, because church folk can sing. Yeah, because the people of God have the ability to teach. The people of God that have been called out have the ability to serve. The people of God have the ability to repent through the power of the Holy Spirit. The people of God have the ability to live a life. The people of God have have an ability to hold different positions. Now. Are there moments where we make mistakes? Are there moments where we do things that are not kind to people? Are there moments where the tradition of what we do can sometimes be a hindrance? Yes, but that has never been the church. The church has been those who have made a profession by grace through faith to trust in the work of Jesus Christ. So we got to unlearn some traditions. We got to unlearn what we have associated with church. That 100 women in red ain't church. 100 Men in Black, Youth Annual Day, uh, the Citywide Revival. Although these things have a purpose and they've had purpose in different seasons of the people of God, it is not the definition of the church. Jesus did not give his life for a, a banquet. Jesus did not give his life for a worship team. Jesus did not give his life for a building fund. Jesus gave his life for broken people that come together as the church so that those outside of the church can see the power and the unity of what God's blood can do for those that have been broken or in, un, in disbelief. The church has always been the people. Well, I don't want you to take my word for it because I don't want you coming on here talking about he just be talking and all that. No, we got to go to, we got to get to the scriptures. So let's look at Romans 12 and 1. Romans 12 and 1 says this, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. This church that God died for, that he gave his only son for, that Jesus went to the cross for, he's saying, Paul is writing to the church, uh, the, the Roman church, and he's saying, by the mercies of God, you must present your body as a living sacrifice. You, as a follower of God, you that make up the church, you are a living sacrifice. That you are laying aside the things that you would want to do for your own gain to serve God. That he didn't tell you to, to to by the mercies of of God to present your worship team as a living sacrifice. He didn't say to present your uh, deacons as a living sacrifice. He didn't say to present your your LED screens and your beautiful buildings as a sacrifice. No, Paul says to present your bodies, you, the person that Jesus died for, you are now a living sacrifice. This church That God has created with all of these people from different nationalities and different places of the world And different backgrounds and different socioeconomic uh, makeups now makes up the church People, broken folk, scarred people, hurt people, hopeless people make up the church So you can't hate the church beloved Jesus because you would be actually hating those that are closer to you Because of the blood of Jesus And how could you present yourself as the church, a living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual service? See, that's the thing we got to remember. Jesus was doing spirit and heart work that he was coming to cut away a heart of flesh to give you a heart that has been rescued from death and depravity. So that you could be used by God because of him placing his spirit on the inside of you And now you have a spiritual service to present your body as a living sacrifice To put your all on the altar as the church To replay what God has done for us That Jesus was willing and went willfully to the cross to die for us That we must be willing to lay down our lives as a sacrifice So that we can serve him for the sake of others that's what the church is supposed to be doing. Then it says this. He says, and do not be conformed to this world. That's why I said we got to unlearn church because the world says churches. Oh, that's where all them folks go on Sunday and they sing and they hear somebody preach or teach to them. Oh, church is where they go and have really good music. Oh, church, church is where they go and they take your money oh, church uh, is where they go and they do a lot of stuff and they talk about God and and then they have some some life coaches and they talk. No, 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 no. That's not the church. The church is the people of God. The church are people that have given their lives to Christ and have developed a level of faith and trust in his work and now they're living sacrifices, doing the spiritual work in the earth for the glory of God and that they are not being conformed by this world but being transformed by the renewing of your mind That's why I said we got to unlearn church, tradi- church traditions And we got to get to a place where we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind And getting back to what God has defined his church as I got to renew my mind through understanding God has a definition The world has a definition And my flesh will try to define the church when we don't want to be of spiritual service See, when we don't wanna do the work that the church has been called to do, we can say things like, oh, I read my Bible myself. Oh, oh, I I love Jesus, but I don't don't, don't really do church. Well, that's because you don't wanna do the work. And we all get there. We all have moments where we wanna serve Christ the way we want to, but for him to die for the church, he's died for us to do the work in the earth to tell other people about this faith, about Calvary, so they too can be called out and become a part of the church, the people of God. always been about the people it's always been about the people for the people for God and here Paul tells us that by the mercies of God we have to present our bodies our fleshly bodies the way we want to live our lives has to be presented to God because now we are no longer living by self we live a part of the church we are called out by God through the salvation in Jesus Christ and yes I may do things a part of this gathering that happens on Sunday, whether it's teaching or singing or playing or serving or helping or evangelizing. But those things is the fruit of what we do as the church. It is not the church. The church are the people of God that have been called and been set aside. And so you got to unlearn the way you've made church to happen, because what happens is when we create all of this stuff that we assign as church. But we love Christ and hate the church That's how that pain happens That that church hurt Because you got so involved in something Rather than being involved in someone We got so involved in showing up to the building And we forgot that we are actually the building We got so uh, involved in singing the songs Rather than understanding that our life Is a song of what Jesus did on the cross Because we are the church Go to 1 Corinthians. You thought I was going to stay there. You, you already know. Y'all know what we do on God for the people. We got to walk. We got to go through the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17 says this. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Right there. Paul is saying, did you not know that that you're the temple of God? That the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the third in the Trinity dwells on the inside of you? that that when we this building is is not a church these things that we do are not church no we are the church and when we come into this building we are gathering together the spirit inside of you the spirit inside of me the spirit inside of us and we are testifying to the power and the nature and the goodness of God when we gather we are encouraging each other because the spirit is bringing up what God did for me this week the spirit is bringing up what God did for you last week and what he's been doing over the course of your life and the the spirit of God is coming up in all of us for us to worship the true and living God that when we gather in this building that is what's happening that the the temple of god the people of god is coming together to worship him that that's what church is folk coming together to lift up and hear a word to go back and to tell other people about this church about me about what god has done for me and then 17 it says if anyone destroys the temple of god god will destroy that person for the temple of god is holy and that is what you are That God will take care of those that try to destroy us, that try to tear us down. But because God is so powerful, we don't have to fear. We don't have to worry because they may be able to burn a building. They may be able to tear the doors off the church or the church building or where we gather. But they can't destroy you because God is in us. The Holy Spirit is keeping us and holding us together. And so that's where the church is. The question has to become, have you allowed your definition to Take precedence over the way God has defined it That's the real question That's the real question Part of your church hurt Is because you've allowed other things to be defined The way you want it to be defined And those things will always hurt you It's not to say that we don't make mistakes It's not to say that there won't be some hard moments While gathering with other people A part of God's family known as the church But because of what we know, because God says that we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves, because he said that you should love the Lord God with all your heart, mind and soul, what God loves, we should love. If I love Jesus, then I have to love the church because Jesus loved the church. If, if I'm willing to, to care and be in the scriptures, then I got to be a part of God's people. I can't be reading the scriptures but not being a part of God's people. I can't love Jesus but not love the people of God Because that's what Calvary was for Calvary was for the world And those that are, and all of us that are in sin And those of us that respond to the gospel Those of us that respond to the nature And the work of what Jesus has done Then we, we get a chance to be a part of a community A gathering of saints That have all done the same thing We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God But through God and his son, Jesus Christ, we get an opportunity to be a part of a new family, a new community, the church, those that have been called out, those that have been set aside. But we become stagnant with our our spiritual service. That Paul tells us about in Rome We become wasteful with our time Because we've redefined the church And when any, anytime you redefine what God has defined Or what we, he has clarified You will always find the issues and the problems Because our definitions have issues God's definitions does not Our ways of thinking have, have potholes and broken spots But God's doesn't So our best bet is to present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable, which is our spiritual service to God, to serve God through the power of the Holy Spirit, that even in moments where we don't feel like gathering, even in moments where I'd rather stay home and read my Bible and not serve with the people of God, you know that's where you receive power and encouragement and you receive that community that we lack, is that when we go and dwell with the people of God. Through a Bible study, through a worship service Through a gathering, through a community event that's, that's what happens That God has called us apart To keep us together, to keep us encouraged In moments, to keep us accountable To help us to be judged in moments Where we need to be judged, not for condemnation But for growth and development But that's what we get when we define the church God's way When we define it the other way, we will get mad When they don't sing the songs we sing We will get mad when we feel like Oh, they just trying to take our money Or they just want to build. No, you've defined it a certain way and you have allowed your flesh to rise up and cause frustration and hatred. My advice to you is whatever you've learned church, unlearn it to become the church, to become the servant that God has saved us to be for his glory. That if it was just about singing, if it was just about getting up and talking to people and making them feel good. Then you could do anything else. But us coming together on a Sunday, coming together to serve, coming together in different ministries and groups is the fruit by which by what happens when we as the church gather, when we come together, when we work as the body, as the people of God that have been called out. So again, I know, I know, I know you're going to be mad, but hey, you're going to lock in next week and the week after and we're going to keep this journey going because at the end of the day, it's truth unapologetically. To give you a greater perspective, your perspective, my perspective on the church should be the perspective and the definition that the scripture gives us. That we are the temples of God, that we present our bodies as living sacrifices, as those that have been called out, that have been set apart for the work of God, for the glory of God. And when we get to that place, when we really trust God in that manner, then we get to see the fruit that the church, the people of God, we are not perfect, but we are progressing. We are getting better through the power of the Holy Spirit, that the church is not spotless. No, we are stained, but because of Jesus Christ, because of the blood, we can stand before God as his church, as his bride, as those that he has died for as spotless because of his blood. But you don't get to have Jesus and a spotless resume when you hate the very community that he has made you a part of. You don't get to, you don't get to have access to those and that thing and the, the power that we find through the Holy Spirit if you are turning away from the people of God, those that have been called out. If you've been called out, you in fact, are the church, I am the church, we are the church, and we must do the work here in the earth, our spiritual service, to present our bodies as living sacrifices, because we are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God rests on the inside of us, and that we don't have to fight those battles, that when there is hurt due to other people in our churches and in our communities, we have the Spirit of God to go before them to seek understanding, to seek restoration. We have the power to do those things. But if you don't define the church the way God has defined it, then you will walk away. You will become stagnant. You will turn your back. You will think that you have a choice to have one or the other rather than having both and. That having Jesus means that you are a part of his church. That the same mistakes that we look out on, we can make those same mistakes ourselves. So so don't be conformed to this world or the way that the world and our flesh will define church, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. That God has to renew our mind daily to be reminded that every day I wake up, I'm a part of his church. I'm when I'm at my job, I'm the church at the job. When I'm at the barbershop, I'm the church at the barbershop. When I'm with the people, when I'm hanging out, when I'm at brunch, because you know the saints love a brunch. Y'all love, y'all love the brunch. You are the church at the brunch. You are the temple of God that the Holy Spirit resides in to bring forth the truth to bring forth conviction, to bring forth love and truth and grace, to give other people a greater perspective. So unlearn church, let go of those things and the the things that we make a part of the gathering, the worship, the singing, the preaching, the teaching. Uh, Put those things aside and remember at the core of it, you and I have been set apart because of our faith. By grace through faith that we have been set apart as the church. We have been set apart as the called out ones, the people of God that he died for. That he is using us. He is building his church. He's not, God is not building buildings all over the place. No, he's building people all over the globe. That the local church, the universal church, the national church is coming together. It's not a national building. It's a national collection of God's people coming together to testify of the goodness and the power and the work that is found on Calvary in the blood of Jesus Christ. So like I said, today was to talk about this week's episode was to really deal with understanding the church. Let go of some of those traditions. Let go of those definitions that you have put in your mind. And remind yourself, renew your mind through the scriptures to know that you are a living sacrifice. That that's your spiritual service. Because you are the temple of God. That Jesus went to the cross for you to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to do the work of telling others of the gospel. Because we are his church. All right, So that's episode three. Hopefully you've been locked in. Tell everybody you know. And until next time, grace and peace. You now tapping into a God for the People podcast. I'm your podcast pastor. Let the church say amen. Let's go.